Right, so hello and welcome to our Mortgage Broker podcast in the Conveyancing Connection series of PCS Pods. I'm Kate Forsyth, I'm a Director of PCS Legal and today I'm joined by Felicity Barnett from The Mortgage Brain who is going to answer some of our mortgage questions. So, hi Felicity. Hi Kate. <laughs> Thank you for coming down today. Um, so I've got a few questions um, for you to answer if that's okay. Um, so the first one is, do I have to use a mortgage broker and what is the benefits of using one? Um, well, you don't have to use a mortgage broker. There are other ways of being able to obtain a mortgage. You could go direct to your bank um, and have that conversation. But the reason that most people choose to use a mortgage broker, in fact, eight, over 80% of mortgages are now written by brokers, is because mm-hmm. what a mortgage broker does is look at not just one lender, but all the lenders. There are okay. hundreds out there with thousands of products. And trying to make sure that you get the absolute right deal for you is what a broker does. So we'll look at your personal circumstances and make sure that you're getting the right lender who gives you the the best affordability and the most lending that you need on the best possible interest rate for you and your circumstances. Okay, that's brilliant. Okay, so if I instruct a mortgage broker, what can I expect from my first meeting with them? I think the first thing to be aware of is that it's just a conversation so there's nothing to be afraid of the first the very first contact is just finding out what it is that you're looking to achieve yeah. and we will then discuss with you your income your outgoings and from there give you a really clear idea as to what property values you should be looking at what kind of mortgage payments you'll be looking at and kind of establishing a budget that really suits your lifestyle mm. um, and so it's a very friendly chat we're not there to judge you but we are there to tap Perhaps guide you. So if you have got, you know, outstanding debt, we could advise as to how we can manage that to make it more affordable for you. Okay, that's great. Okay, so million dollar question is always how much can I borrow or how much deposit do I actually need? So is there a certain type of formula that anyone follows at all? If only it's that easy. <laughs> I know, I know exactly. <laughs> I had um, to ask though. <laughs> of course. Um, the reality is in this current market, you're going to need a minimum of 5% deposit. So okay. 5% of the property value, um, that will get you in the starting ladder. But it does get, it, the, the smaller the deposit, the harder it is to get the mortgage because okay. you are what's known as the higher risk customer. Mm. So if you can get a bigger deposit and they work in 5% increments, so 5%, 10%, 15%, the more deposit you have, not only will you get a slightly better rate, mm. so it will make your monthly payments less, but it often will improve the lender's calculators in terms of how much you can borrow. Okay. So there isn't necessarily a set formula because there are some lenders that will allow you a little bit extra based on what you do or how much you earn. It's definitely worth having a conversation. Okay, brilliant. That's good. Um, so roughly, sort of, what sort of fees do I have to pay and when? So is there any upfront fees that I would have to pay or? Okay, so um, it depends on which broker you use. Mm. Um, the mortgage brain doesn't charge a fee to our clients. Okay, um, that's good. Uh, we generally do a, a large amount of new builds, but we mm. can do any other type of property, but there isn't a fee charged. Um, with other brokers, you could be looking at paying just what's known as a broker fee, which is anywhere from £500 to about £1,000. Yeah. Um, and that's dependent on what you're comfortable with, with your own advice or what you arrange. In terms of lenders, they're isn't necessarily a huge amount of upfront cost. Um, there are options on everything. So mm-hmm. you potentially could pay a product fee, which is a better rate by paying mm-hmm. an amount of money for it. But that fee can either be paid upfront or added to the mortgage. So you don't necessarily have to have that upfront. 
Um, and the only other real fee that's attached to mortgages is, is a valuation fee. So yeah. the lender has to make sure that the property that you're buying is of the value that you're buying it at, and there can be a fee associated with that. Okay, brilliant. Um, so what sort of documents would my mortgage broker have to see? Um, so in every scenario, we are a regulated uh, yeah. uh, brokerage. So we would always ask upfront for evidence of your ID and for evidence of your income. Um, and that's to allow us to make an accurate um, outcome of what you can borrow. Um, in addition to that, going further as you apply for the mortgage, we would normally need to see three months bank statements, three months pay slips. Um, if you do earn extra income, then potentially a P60. Um, if you're self-employed, on average, it's two years of books accounts. So it's either accounts or SA302s. Yeah. Um, and then we'll always often ask for proof of deposit as well. Okay, okay, that's not too bad. Um, so when is the best time to instruct a mortgage broker? Would it be when I'm sort of seeing properties or would it be before then? Um, it's always funny this, Kate, because people do this backwards when they mm. want to buy a property. They always go and fall in love with the property and then find out if they can afford yes. it. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I would actually significantly advise <laughs> not to do that. No. Um, in an ideal world, you would speak to a mortgage broker first. Because what we will do, as I say, is establish what it is that you can go and look for, yeah. what's within your price range, and then you can have a really meaningful conversation with the agent or with the developer about what it is that you need and how they might be able to help you get there. Um, you can't really go into negotiations with either one until they know that you're in a position that you can move forward. And that's the discussion that you'll have with the mortgage broker. We will let you know exactly what, what purchase price to play with. Yeah, no, that all makes sense. Okay, so how long roughly does a mortgage application take? Um, well, there's always the initial conversation first, which is what we kind of call a, ver a verbal, which is yeah. just us saying to you, based on what you've told us, this is what you can borrow. From there, we would look to run what's known as the decision principle, mm -hmm. which is a credit check with a lender to ensure that you're able to retain that mortgage. Okay. Once you've decided on the property, we then submit your mortgage application. That normally takes between seven to 10 days to come back from the mortgage lender right. and give you what's known as a mortgage offer. That offer is your guarantee to say, everything's satisfied, you can have this money. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so... How long, you mentioned a decision in principle there, how long roughly are they sort of valid for? Um, well, each score itself is valid for about 30 days. Yeah. We try and do what's known as a soft footprint initially, um, which means that it doesn't impact your credit file. It just uh, allows us to make sure there's nothing in the background that's going to scare you later down the line. Mm -hmm. Everything's being recorded correctly and you've been a, a, a good paying citizen and there's <laughs> no missed payments or any, or any kind of things to come out of the closet there. Um, but yeah, on, in general, a decision principle itself lasts around 30 days. Um, but you can always go back and have it redone, as I said, as a soft footprint, it won't affect you anyway. Okay, brilliant. Um, so there's been a lot of talk about interest rates lately. So at which point is the interest rate on a mortgage product fixed? Um, so would it be at the decision in principle stage or when the offer's actually been received? It's actually on application. So okay. when you submit the mortgage application, that reserves you, if you like, your product. Yeah. Um, so you've got that guarantee at that stage that that's the product that you're going to end up with. Um, once it's then offered, of course, that is your interest rate and it's valid until that offer expires. Mm -hmm. um, I think something just to add there is that with people that are nervous around interest rates and 
whether you believe they're going to go up or down, a crystal ball can't predict it for us. You can always change that interest rate all the way up to completion. So if you've got your mortgage offer, you don't necessarily have to stick with it. We can amend it again as long as you haven't completed on your house. Okay, brilliant. Um, So if my circumstances change, can I opt out at any stage? Yeah, I mean, until completion, well, I'd say probably until exchange. Exchange contracts, yeah. yeah. Um, Until exchange, you you have that ability to do so. Now, of course, some of those fees I've discussed, like the valuation fee might not be refundable, so you might lose some fees within that. And, of course, on the the legal side, um, you've probably done a bit of work by that point, so there may be fees to pay. Um, But, of course, yeah, you can change your mind all the way up until the exchange. Yeah, okay, brilliant. Um, and just lastly, have you got any sort of tips for people that are looking for properties or anything at the minute? Well, absolutely. I think I think it's fair to say that um, all customers should get themselves what I like to call financially fit before applying for a mortgage. Okay. So it's things like looking at your bank statements, making sure that you're not running into overdrafts or, or mismanaging your payments, making mm-hmm. sure that you pay little things like your mobile phone bill. It does get recorded yeah. and it can act um, adversely to you. Um, and, and things like, you know, little things that you might not think about, but companies like Klarna, um, Instant yeah. Credit, they don't look good for lenders. So no. you don't really want to be using any kind of instant credit in the run up to your mortgage. So for three months, keep your bank statements looking clean and proper yeah. and, um, and just try and make sure that you stay within your agreed limits. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you very much. Well, thank you so much for coming down today. Um, I think even I've learned a thing or two, so that's really helpful. And um, I'm sure our clients and listeners will will definitely get some benefit from this anyway. Thank you for having me. (laughs)